Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hello and welcome to Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's segment, NWSL is back. We're welcoming the return of the Challenge Cup. We're going to be doing a full preview of all seven games this week. You heard that correctly. So there's a ton that we got to get through, but first... A quick reminder to follow us on Twitter for all news and updates at Attacking Third. We also have a TikTok and we're also on Instagram now. So you can follow us across uh, all three platforms at Attacking Third for highlights, cool graphics, breaking news and so much more. And you can catch us as video at YouTube.com slash Attacking Third. Seven games Thursday through Sunday. Lisa, you ready? How you doing today? I'm ready for this. I mean, I miss the NWSL. We had a little international break, but now we're back. And last week, the last time the NWSL played, there was only five games because two teams had a bye week in O.L. Reign and San Diego Wave. So now we get early action from both of those teams that we missed in two weeks ago. They both play on Thursday and then they play again this weekend. That's why there's seven games because a double header. So two games in span of four days for both O.L. Reign and San Diego Wave, which will alter things, especially come that second match. I think we're going to see a lot of player rotation, but I'm really excited to talk about it today. Um, As we do our little chit chat in the beginning, I do want to tell you, Sandra, that my handy dandy notebook Uh-oh. that I've had. Um, I'm at the last page. Oh, I no. have already bought a new one. I bought that okay. like two to three weeks ago. Have no fear, everyone. I have another notebook, <laughs> but this is it for this notebook. I get to start a fresh page after this episode. I will be keeping track of the teams we pick and no. what we do, and I will have all of our picks with us as we go. But um, yeah, taking lots of notes during oh, these episodes. Man. I've run out of an entire notebook, and I I didn't even start this one. That I love like. It. That long ago <laughs> I mean, we're not even like done with challenge cup and you're already through it rip peace to the notebook you uh you treated us well you helped us out so much and uh congratulations to the new notebook that will be joining us for the it's remainder so i can't wait remainder of challenge cup. oh my gosh we're cracking jokes about notebooks already you know what it's we've had a wild week honestly you know with the international window there were people who joined us uh, prior uh, to this episode, we did a, a live after the United States women's national team uh, went ahead and defeated Uzbekistan 9-0. So we had a late night live show and we're doing this early the, the following day. So we're not feeling it, but we're definitely in a zone, you could say, I think for us here on Attacking Third. Uh, if you missed out on that episode, you can go ahead and catch it on all our platforms. You can hear us chat about 
again, the United States women's national team, their current form. We actually chatted a little bit about CONCACAF W qualifiers as well. Uh, kind of took a look ahead at what's going to come uh, uh, come into play for all of those uh, national teams in the entire re uh, CONCACAF region. You can uh, check that out. And if you missed any of those CONCACAF games or any of the first half of Challenge Cup, you can catch all those matches on Paramount Plus. But important to note that, right? When we took this international break, it was a halfway point of this Challenge Cup. So for a lot of teams going, making their return to Challenge Cup this week, some of them are going to have that kind of heavy multi-game day week that some of the other clubs had prior to uh, Challenge Cup taking a break for this international window. So that's also part of why there's this slate of games going Thursday through Sunday. So let's let's hop into it. Let's get into it. Thursday is going to be kicking off all of the action as Challenge Cup returns. It's going to be O.L. Reign versus San Diego Wave. Friday is going to be Kansas City Kern versus Houston Dash. Saturday, a doubleheader with Orlando Pride versus NC Courage. Racing Louisville versus Chicago Red Stars. And Sunday is going to close out with a tripleheader. Gotham FC versus Washington Spirit. O.L. Reign versus Angel City. And Portland Thorns versus San Diego Wave. Now, when we're looking at this huge slate of games, because it's seven total, we wanted to highlight biggest games to watch okay. this weekend. That's something that we've been doing for our listeners uh, when we do this preview segment for, for NWSL Challenge Cup. And Lisa and I thought it would be a really good idea to maybe put the spotlight on the central region for the biggest games this weekend. Because when we're looking at how the divisions are sh starting to shake out as they enter this midway point, uh, all the teams in the central have had some kind of result. So you're talking seven uh, seven points all the way down to three points for the last place team. And Chicago Red Stars and Kansas City Current are level on points but separated on goal differential. So we're going to be looking at the two games uh, out of this, uh, this central region group. We're going to be looking at Racing Louisville versus Chicago Red Stars first. Uh, Racing Louisville going to host this one. And a little fun fact, Chicago Red Stars are still searching for a win against this franchise. Haven't picked one up yet uh, against Racing Louisville. I think that's so surprising to kind of highlight um, <laughs> because of how well Chicago Red Stars have done and how many games they have put together where it's 2-0 or they're scoring multiple goals or getting shutouts that up against a team like Racing Louisville, they just can't really get it done. And, and Racing Louisville throughout this Challenge Cup, they are a team right now that are sitting with one win, two draws, and one loss. Um, they're a little inconsistent. They're a bit all over the place. They have um, a lot of different pieces that are trying to be put together under Kim Bjorkegren with Racing Louisville and this squad. Whereas on the other side, Chicago Red Stars, they're getting better and better each week. And we just saw a number of Red Stars play in this international window for the United States, specifically Mallory Pugh. Holy cow, this player is on fire right now. She is in great form. Now can that translate from the international level to her club level back with Chicago Red Stars. But this has to be one of the biggest games that we have this weekend uh, because Louisville are third in Group C um, and Chicago is first in Group C with seven points for Chicago, five points for Racing Louisville. And because this Group C central region is so tight in the standings, Chicago needs this win to stay on top. This is the second half of the Challenge Cup. This is a game that Chicago they have to win. It's it's really a must win for them. And then from the other side, Racing Louisville, it's 
a must win for them too. Yeah. A tie for Racing Louisville isn't going to cut it. Chicago could sneak out with a tie and still be in the top of the standings, but Racing Louisville, they need a win in this game. Yeah. Sandra, wh what stands out to you in this matchup specifically in the central region? You know, we're we're coming off of this international window, right? We're, we're chatting about it. We've been covering it. Folks can, you know, attest to that. They said, hey, we've been seeing you all week uh, when it comes to attacking third episodes. And, you know, quite frankly, we're, we're recording this in a certain timeline mm -hmm. to these games that are going to be taking place. And it's a little bit earlier in the week for us in doing this preview. So we don't have the, you know, uh, availability reports in terms of what teams are going to look like this week. And so some of this is going to be going off of, uh, you know, some, some assumption and some prior uh, experiences with internationals and NWSL in the past, where maybe there's a little bit of a break that might come into play. Like, like you mentioned, there's a, there's a number of players specifically on the Red Stars side that saw a lot of action uh, during this international window. So Alyssa Nayer got to start against Uzbekistan and we saw Mallory Pugh get a start against Uzbekistan and then go uh, pretty much a full half in the second match as well in terms of managing minutes, how that's going to translate into this match. That remains to be seen. So there's a little bit of time there. Uh, we'll see if there's uh, if they're going to be available, how that's going to look like. Yeah. Is it going to be, you know, Alyssa Nair only getting the one start? Is she going to get the start in that? Maybe Mal Pugh is going to get some some rest, you know, or is it going to be both of them or is it just going to be one of them or none of them? You know, we'll we'll see. These are things that head coach Chris Petroselli is going to probably talk about with his coaching staff and obviously his players to sort of gauge how that's going to work. But when you're looking at the racing global side of things, that that's also going to come into play as right. well. Jalen Howell getting some minutes. During this window, a player like Ebony Salmon, who was seeing some time with the England youth national team. So there's there's key players on the racing Louisville side of things that also have to have those similar conversations. I hate to feel this way about it, but I almost I feel like there's some makings here in this game for a draw. So in terms of pick, I'm feeling like maybe this is going to be a draw, which is why I disagree a little bit that this is a must win for Chicago. I feel like it's more of a must win for racing in terms of them wanting to keep pace in terms of the games that they have left remaining in this challenge cup to try to steal the central. They absolutely have to get a win in this one. And I think if Chicago walks away with the draw and even a low scoring draw, like a one, one, that's something that they could still look ahead and say, okay, we've got a couple games to to try to get this done in terms of sweeping the group and trying to, you know, go ahead and advance out of it. So I'm going to be going with the draw in this one. How about you? Okay. I like the draw that you have here. I see that. I see that happening. I'm not going with the draw though. I also sure. want to touch on um, how you mentioned minute restrictions. Mallory Pugh played in, in the double header essentially that Chicago had before the international yeah. break. Mallory Pugh played, most of those games, yeah. the majority of those games, she played the majority of the time at the U.S. Uh, with the United States during this international break. Mm -hmm. uh, is she tired? Does, she doesn't look tired. No, she doesn't look it. <laughs> this is the time with uh, this Chicago game. This is a time that they could rest her. Honestly, if they don't rest her, I'm not yeah. going to be surprised. I feel like that's Pew being like, I want to play. Let me get out yeah. there. Let me score goals and do all these things. But that is a player that... I'm almost hoping gets a little bit of rush. She needs some time off, a little bit of a break. Both Chicago and Louisville coming off wins. Chicago, the 2-0 no win over Houston. 
and Louisville, the three, no win over Kansas city. But I think that win for Louisville over Kansas city was a little bit of a fluke. Uh, In this one, I'm going to have Chicago taking it. I think that they're just a little bit more mature in their play and a little bit more consistent that coming off of this break, they're a team that could actually develop. Whereas racing Louisville, they still have a lot of pieces that are coming together. There's so many different things that could have been worked on over this break in the challenge cup. And I don't think one specific thing was really honed in on and, and being able to develop that. So I have Chicago taking the win in this match. I like it. I like it. I, you know, it's always music to my ears whenever you go. Right. So we'll see. We'll see uh, how the how the picks end up shaking out when we do our recap version of this. But we are still going to keep an eye on biggest games this weekend, and we're still going to stay in the central region. We're going to be taking a dive now on KC Current versus Houston Dash. Both of these teams coming off of losses ahead of the international window. You mentioned already, uh, Lisa, when we're talking about racing Louisville, it was a that they were coming off of a 3-0 win. Well, KC Curran is coming off of the losing end of that type of match, where Houston Dash also coming off of the losing end ahead of the international break with a 2-0 loss to can't or to excuse me to Chicago Red Stars. So these two teams are going head to head. Kansas City current going to be the hosts in this one. When I'm looking at these two teams and I'm thinking about a pick, I'm I'm going to be leaning towards Kansas City current. When you're mentioning Lisa, you're saying, hey, I'm going to put it out there. I feel like maybe there was a little bit of some flukiness in, in, in the win that came from from racing Louisville. Uh, I think maybe that can be said for, for the loss, for Kansas City experiencing that kind of loss in terms of not having the answers or getting off on the wrong foot. And, and this one and being the host, I think they're still looking f- uh, to try to open, uh, you know, their 2022 with a with a home uh, a win uh, in front of their fans and everything. So I think that they're going to be extra motivated by that, the type of loss that they suffered and the fact that they want to try to get that win again. We are a little unclear of the status for Sam Mewis. She was supposed to be part of the international window with the United States women's national team, but was removed out of a precaution. She's been navigating a knee injury and she's been on a minute restriction with Mm -hmm. Kansas city current. Uh, We, have gotten to see a couple of matches where she played a first half uh, for each uh, game that she was a part of. So just kind of putting in a 45 minute shift. Um, maybe this was an international window that was a benefit to her, you know, to sort of maybe have a little bit of rest and get some evaluation on that knee. And I think in the Houston dash side of things, I think this team is still looking for answers, Lisa. Yeah. You know, I, we're watching these performances from this Houston side and, there's you're leaving with a, a few more questions than actual answers. And I'm a little curious if, uh, you know, this is a challenge cup. This is like the thing that Houston is, is, uh, you know, maybe the, the place where they thrive. And we're not seeing that from this mm-hmm. Houston dash side in this third edition of the, the, the challenge cup They're They're kind of flailing a little bit. And uh, I, I would really like to see some type of performance that you can point at and say, this is going to be Houston dash soccer in 2022, because I don't think that we've gotten that yet. So when I'm looking at these two going head to head, I'm, I'm leaning more towards Kansas city with a win in this one. How about you? Sandra, with you saying that Houston has so many 
questions unanswered. Honestly, it's answering a lot of questions for me about what kind of team Houston is going to be in this Challenge Cup. After the first four matches, we were able to assess what Houston is bringing this year. And we weren't entirely sure. Losing Christy Mewis in the midfield, bringing in Maria Sanchez. Um, they have Brie Vasali in the midfield as well. What, what were they going to do with Sophie Schmidt? They had her in the center back position. Then James Clarkson moved Schmidt up to the midfield. I'm getting more answers every time we see Houston play is that they don't have enough of the pieces there to be a top contender at, at this point in the Challenge Cup. Because yeah. of that, when you look at Jane Campbell in goal for Houston Dash, she has conceded 10 goals in this Challenge Cup, the second most right in front of Angel City, who has conceded 11 with Didi Heracic in goal. And, and that's not necessarily a knock against the goalkeepers, but a knock against the team defending and their organization defensively. And yes, some goalkeeper mistakes that have happened and and a, not just ability to stop shot to stop shots, but also play with your feet, bring the ball out and help Houston in their possession. And we haven't seen that from Gene Campbell. There's not a lot of confidence that's budding from this Houston team. And it's hard to gain confidence when you're one and three in the challenge cup and, and you've suffered some pretty tough losses come from behind losses where you're up at halftime and you ultimately end up losing that match. So Houston just doesn't have a lot going for them. As, as we mentioned, coming off of a two, no loss to Chicago right before the international break. Um, when we look at Kansas City, this is also a team that's had a little bit of inconsistencies. They've dealt with players that have had injuries, but we've also seen a lot of really positives. I think Haley Mace is a really big positive for this Kansas City side. She plays in the back line. She did concede an own goal in Kansas City's last match against Racing Louisville, but I, yeah. I think that was a fluke. There's she that was more just McDonald magic. Yeah, that was way more. Else. <laughs> yeah, so when you look at the stats, though, like that's something that stands out for yeah. me, which is unfortunate. It's a little bit of a tarnish on her name that I don't think should be there because she's had assists in this Challenge Cup. She's been very influential in scoring goals. And I think Kristen Hamilton for Kansas City has also done a tremendous job up front taking on the ownership of I'm going to score goals for this team and I'm going to work hard. Um, another fun fact about Kansas City, maybe it's not so fun for Kansas City fans though, they have the shortest average possession time in the Challenge Cup at just 15 seconds. So the name of the game for Kansas City is almost run and gun throw the ball long, see who can get on the end of it, or set pieces, get corner kicks, and then get goals from there. This is going to be a battle. It's why it's one of the biggest matchups for our weekend happening on Friday. You have Kansas City. I'm going to go Kansas City as well. I think that the current is going to come out on top of this one. They, they're they tied right now at seven points with Chicago in the central. And I think Kansas City is hungry to get another goal. And over Houston – they can do that. They can win. All right. All right. I like that. We got uh, me as a draw in Chicago and racing you going with Chicago and the both of us going with the current against the dash. Let's uh, move past the sort of the biggest games that we're going to be keeping an eye on this weekend. Let's talk a little bit about teams that are getting hot in the challenge cup. We wanted to introduce this segment because we finally got, you know, some, a handful of games, right. To sort of take a look at and survey where we can kind of introduce this new segment. So when we're looking at teams who are getting hot in the challenge cup as this second half returns, we're going to be taking a look first here at San Diego wave FC versus OL rain. And quite frankly, 
we we're paying attention to what San Diego is doing, right? So when you're looking at these two teams, who's who's getting hot? Why and and who are you picking in the action? I love this. I think San Diego is getting hot. Um, we have seen them play against Portland. We've seen them play against Angel City now twice. Uh, they're one, one, and one in Challenge Cup action. They've scored five goals and only conceded four. Just some stat-wise numbers for everyone as we go through this. Um, because of this, I think that San Diego, coming off of this break, and they also didn't play before the international break, San Diego has had time to work on things, which yeah. is what they needed. They had three games under their belt, and now Casey Stoney can say, okay, these are the big pieces that over two and a half weeks we get to look at and we get to focus on and we get to pick out because she has that time to do that. It's almost another little preseason with a two-week break that she could work on. Now, of course, international break, a lot of players were gone for San Diego, but also for OL Reign, a different story there. But sticking with San Diego, this is a team that we've seen growth in the first three matches that they've played because they're scoring goals and they're doing it in a variety of ways. But also defensively, they're very organized. We just mentioned the international break. Abby Dahlkamper and Naomi Gurma, both center backs for San Diego, both gone for the international break playing with the United States. But they got time together in the center back with the United States. So that development was continuing to be fostered between yeah. this side. I think that it's the first matchup between OL Reign yeah. and San Diego. And OL Reign is hot right now. They're red hot. I think it's going to be a very good test like for San Diego. I think that this is where the holes in San Diego are going to be exposed. And, and maybe they're going to challenge OL Reign in a different way than we've seen Portland challenge OL Reign and Angel City challenge OL Reign. And that's what I'm excited to learn. The holes in San Diego and how San Diego can challenge OL Reign. I, I think I have this one as a draw heading into this. I want to see a draw between okay. OL Reign and San Diego. A goal piece. I don't know. I'm, maybe this is wishful thinking. OL Reign's probably going to win, but I'm going to go a draw 1-1. Listen, I'm not I'm I'm not too sure that I want to stray away from from that result either. I've, this is a game that I was looking at and kind of went a little bit back and forth. You've got San Diego Wave FC, who I agree is the team that we are looking at and think is is getting hot versus OL Reign that, quite frankly, they are hot right now. Right. They are the team that has kind of come out in this Challenge Cup and has looked very impressive throughout their uh, throughout the region and the matches that they've been um, having there. Uh, but both of these teams, for example, have some pretty defining wins within the group but but they're both against Angel City right and that's a that's a team that I think a lot of people can take a look at and agree that they're kind of struggling to sort of find their footing uh, as an expansion side in in the league and sort of get out there and try to put together some uh, soccer uh, in a more sophisticated sense in terms of uh, stylistic things so we're looking at those kind of wins and we're seeing these two teams in a team that's getting hot versus a team that is already hot, right? But something else that I want to be looking at in terms of uh, what we see on the pitch is what we might see on the sideline. I'm really excited to see this sort of first yeah. coaching head-to-head -head with Casey Stoney versus uh, Laura Harvey. I'm excited to see how the two kind of, uh, you know, 
roll their teams out against each other or what time of uh, what type of in-game adjustments we might see either of these coaches make again this is coming off of an international window the availability might have something to, to play and we saw Abby Dal Kemper uh, get a start but then be held out of uh you know the the next the next match due to you know it's just she's still working her way back I believe from a from a back injury um, but it was really great to see a player like Naomi Girma get that time on the international stage and then on the OO rain side of things there's a, a little bit of an unknown around Angelina who spent some time with with Brazil what does uh, what does she look like you saw her pick up a knock uh during uh the international friendlies that with Brazil so it's a little bit interesting to see who's going to be available or what the minute restrictions are going to be there when we're talking about two hot teams I'm going to go with Laura Harvey and O.L. Reign. I just think that there's more there in the middle third in this game for O.L. Reign. And a lot of times we see those margins won and lost in that midfield. And I just think a team that had a little bit of an international break for somebody like a Jess Fishlock or somebody mm-hmm. like Quinn, who's able to sort of shut things down, uh, you know, against opposition. I think that's going to benefit a team like all rain a little bit more, maybe than it benefited a team like the wave. So I'm, I'm going with the winner in this one, but I'm going all rain. Okay. So we also have to talk about player rotations, which yeah. of course, at the time of this recording, we don't know who's out. We don't know that type of status, but because both San Diego and OL rain play Thursday, and then again, both yeah. sides play on Sunday, we could see player restriction and minute, minute yeah. restriction and player rotation. If you're Laura Harvey and you have San Diego on Thursday and angel city on Sunday, and you have to rest certain yeah. players. Which game? Which game are you going to rest them in? I'm sure that's. I'm sure that's a conversation that they're talking about right now. I'm sure they're even looking at the opposition. I'm sure maybe there's. Yes. There's. They're looking at. They're like, okay, San Diego, Angel City. Who With are we going Angel after? Who are we going after here? Uh-huh. You know. So I, I think, I think coming fresh, fresh out of, fresh out of this international, uh, international break. I think they're going to take a look at this this metric because it's also technically on the road, right? They're going to be going away to San Diego. They've had some great turnout, right, at, at, at Terrell Stadium in terms of the fans kind of be able, be, you know, being able to produce a really cool soundtrack for this team during during their games. That's going to come into play too. But you know, I look at this whole rain sign, and they're I don't think that they're a team that is intimidated by a strong. Yeah crowd you know on the road they're they're a team that has a ton of experience with that right with their with their uh Pacific Northwest rivals and in Portland Thorns. And if anything, it's something that they, they thrive on. So I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm curious as to what we're going to see from that middle third in Oval rain, because we're, we're not too sure where Rose Lavelle is going to stand in terms of yeah. her availability. I would even include Quinn in that uh, they were away with, with Canada and, and, and the international window, a, a couple of celebratory games for the Canadian national team. So we're going to see if these players, how available they are again, again, against uh, San Diego because they're playing immediately after this international window. There could be a possibility that they get a rest and then they get a run out against uh, Angel City further in, into into the week, which we'll talk about very, very soon. Uh, but 
I, I still want to, I still look at these two matches. And I think with the player rotations, there's a heavy argument there for, yes, for there to be a draw. But I still think there's a little bit more from uh, All Rain in terms of uh, their attack and also in terms of what they got going on on the flanks here. I just think that their fullbacks are a little bit more, uh, they're just a little bit more informed than maybe what we're seeing out of uh, San Diego Wave. So I'm excited for it. It's going to be taking place at, uh, at, at Lumen Field. Uh, forgive me, I said that they were going to be on the road in this one. They're actually the host in this one because of how we had it written in the rundown. I flopped those over. So I don't know. So maybe I, that's even more, that's more added fuel for me as well if I'm thinking about a win. Maybe that's additional rest that they get for themselves. They don't have to worry about travel uh, going on to, to San Diego. They're going to stay at home in Seattle, and that's something that they can help prepare themselves for when they're kind of tackling a little bit of a quick turnaround this week. So I'm going to go. I'm going to stick with All Rain. There's part of me that says, oh, yeah, it could be a job, but I'm going to stick to my guns and say All Rain's going to take the win in this one. We're talking about two hot teams. Let's also talk about Washington Spirit versus Gotham FC. We've got these two sides going head-to-head representing the East, and we're talking about teams that are getting hot, and I know we're both looking at Washington Spirit, Lisa, in this one. I am for sure looking at Washington Spirit. The The East region is tight in a very different way compared to the West region because North Carolina came out hot in this region. They have eight points sitting at first place and Washington Spirit with a bit of a slower start. One win, three draws, but no losses in this Challenge Cup so far. Number two at six points. Gotham, five points at third place. And then Orlando Pride bringing up Uh, this East region, this group a uh, in this matchup. So because we have Washington spirit going up against Gotham, number two and number three, six points and five points for Washington and Gotham respectively heading into this match. Washington is a team that is getting hot right now, a bit of a slower start in this challenge cup. It took a little bit for this team to get going, get their feet under them. They're dealt with a bit of injury. Emily Sonnet, has been out for Washington Spirit. At this time of this recording, we don't know where she is. She wasn't called into the international window for the United States. Um, She's been dealing with a bit of injury. They had a bit of yellow card accumulation happening where Amber Brooks was thrown into the center back position and then dealt with that a little bit. But offensively for Washington Spirit, we're seeing so much more coming from them. They are starting to score a lot more goals in a variety of ways. They're coming off of a 4-1 win last time Challenge Cup action happened at home against Orlando. It was three goals and then Orlando getting one in the 54th minute and then Trinity Rodman notching another one at the end of that game, which I think is impressive to note that it was 3-0 for Washington. They gave up one and then they were able to get another. So defensively, keeping it locked down in that center back position is tricky when you have different players coming in and out, but they can score goals with Hatch, Rodman, Sanchez. Uh, They have the power up top. Tara McKeown, she's also a player that's been getting a lot of minutes for Chris Ward in the front line for Washington Spirit. Now, a team like Gotham FC, they are coming off a 1-1 home draw against North Carolina, which frankly was a very good result against the number one team in the East region in North Carolina. However, Gotham has only scored three goals during this Challenge Cup. That's the second fewest in the competition, only above Orlando. So that's not a lot of goals for a team in Gotham FC that has attacking presence in purse and Anamanu. They have Christy Mewis as well. They have Monahan. They have players that can score 
but we haven't seen it being put together. I, I have Washington winning this one. I honestly have it as a shootout. I want to see okay. three, one, four, one. Um, I, I hope Gotham gets a goal just for the players' mental health and yeah. their confidence on the pitch. Uh, I want to see them get a goal. If Yomano had a great international break, Mitch Purse, she didn't get a lot of time with the U.S., but she was still called in and she still got minutes. I'm hoping that she can use the fuel of not starting in the international window for the U.S. to bring that to Gotham and say, I need to start. I need to score goals. I need to be an impact player. I still have Washington winning this one. They're just a really hot team right now that are just going to keep going up. I'm with you on that. I think when we're looking at these two teams, teams that are getting hot, I think depending on the arguments that you're making for either side, you might have different opinions of this one. People might say Washington Spirit are absolutely the team that's getting hot at the right time. I mean, we're seeing their development over the course of Challenge Cup and kind of getting the chemistry that we saw from that attacking line finally starting to show up in Challenge Cup. And then there are folks who might are make the similar argument for Gotham, saying that, you know, these are this is a team that has been fighting for results, right, and sort of scratching out results from their previous uh, two matches. But I'm just looking at these two teams, and I'm looking at the timeline in which they're going to be going head-to-head. This is going to be the Sunday matchup between mm-hmm. these two teams, a little bit of Easter Sunday action and it's a little bit on the latter end of the week, right? So we're, we're a little bit further removed from this international break. And we're talking about a Washington spirit side that, yes, had Aubrey Kingsbury make her a national team debut, had Trinity Rodman score her first goal for the women, uh, for the senior level national team, and uh, Ashley Hatch get involved in the mix as well. But Trinity Rodman and Ashley Hatch were players that played very limited minutes uh, against Uzbekistan during the international window. So they're already not uh, coming. They're not already uh, returning, coming into, uh, you know, NWSL action on heavy minutes. They're coming in on kind of limited, more restricted minutes, uh, you know, on, on their bodies. And then on top of that, they're going to be going uh, scheduled for this game on the latter end of the weekend. So I think there might be more availability for this match on both sides when we're looking at the rosters. And because of that, I'm also going with Washington Spirit in this one as a pick. But because of that, I'm also of the belief <laughs> that this might be a shootout as well. I, and yeah. I see it. Let me tell you. Gotham FC, I had them picked to win the East in the Challenge Cup. And quite frankly, I'm looking like I made the wrong pick. I want to see the goals happening from this Gotham FC side. I, I want to see some more dynamic play from this club. We're talking about two late game goals. Uh, back-to-back matches uh, for this Gotham FC side. They have struggled to get on the board early and to stay consistent in the attack. It's been a little bit of grasping and a little bit of sense of urgency down in late-game scenarios, which is thrilling and exciting, uh, but maybe not the best for for confidence, right? I want to see a full 90-minute confident performance from this Gotham FC side. And even if it doesn't end up in a win, if you're talking about we're getting a 3-2 or 4-3 type of match i still think that that's something that would be helpful for this gotham fc side so uh, i'm going with the spirit in this one against gotham and i hope that it's full of bangers we've got a few more games to get through we'll be back right after the quick break with some more picks orlando pride 
Orlando Pride versus North Carolina Courage. That is going to be the next game that we take a look at here. A little bit of different places in the East region here for both of these teams, Lisa. We've got North Carolina Courage that have been doing some excellent things in Challenge Cup. I think maybe surprising some folks out there in terms of what the East region was going to look like, uh, kind of leading the way here. And then you see uh, Orlando Pride struggling to get their footing. They're in last place in the group as well. When we're looking at these two teams, who are you picking? I picked North Carolina in this one. It's it's the top of this group versus the bottom of the group, North Carolina versus Orlando. Orlando still looking for their first win in this Challenge Cup. They've been they've been hit. They've been hit pretty hard. Marta going down, Sydney LaRue on limited minutes, not sure where she stands at this point at this time of this recording, but without Sydney LaRue it's Gunny Yon's daughter for Orlando. They they have Darian Jenkins. They have Michaela Clough. They have players that can c- provide and do things, but it's not enough. And going up against a team like North Carolina that is coming off of a 1-1 road draw to Gotham FC, Sean Nahas used this break with his, his team, the players that he had to develop, to work on things. Now that he saw what they could do, how they could win, the types of goals that they were getting. Yeah. North Carolina is a gritty team. And I think they're going to bring it to Orlando. I have NC Courage winning this one for sure. Yeah, when I'm looking between these two sides here, I'm, I'm looking at the Courage as well. Orlando Pride are going to be the hosts in this one. And you would like to think that that maybe is a, a little bit of, of added motivation for the team. But I just think that they're unfortunately very and very, very early in their year. They are being... Uh, challenged right no pun intended of this challenge cup preview but they're being challenged with a lot of different scenarios uh that maybe they i don't want to say they were unprepared for but you never anticipate right losing the amount of players that you're losing this early in the season and the type of players that they are whether you know we're talking about martha going out with a season-ending injury we're talking about uh aaron mcleod uh going down for a little bit, she's going to be gone anywhere from four to six weeks uh, due to an, a knee procedure that she had. And then now we're uh, we're seeing sitting in the room. We're hoping that, again, the international break maybe gave her some time to kind of rest the knee a little bit. And maybe that she's uh, feeling a, a little bit differently prior to the Challenge Cup taking a, a pause. But there's just too many unknowns, I think, for this Orlando Pride side right now. I think right now for the remainder of this Challenge Cup It's just trying to get a little bit more acclimated with each other. It's this team with uh, a few new faces, making sure that they continue to develop chemistry as best that they can uh, in preparation for the regular season. I think at this point where you're sitting at in the standings of the Challenge Cup, you have to utilize these games just simply as opportunities. I don't think it's it's a strong possibility to sort of break out and go on this ridiculous run and steal the East. Uh, I think if you're looking at things here, you want to just look at them as that. You want to look at them as opportunities. Let's try to see some different players in different roles. Let's, <laughs> I would love to see Orlando just go out there and try some stuff. Sometimes, Yeah, go crazy. Do something different. Wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with trying out some stuff. And I would like 
to see that, especially against the North Carolina Kurtzer that might, you know, be looking at this one and saying like, hey, we're also going to try some stuff and see what happens. I think for the courage side of thing, I, w- I would love to see Diana Ordonez get some some more minutes. I mean, she's coming off yeah. a pretty impressive uh, CONCACAF window here where she scored a couple goals for Mexico. Congratulations to them on making uh, the World Cup qualifiers in July. So I would like to see a player like that see some uh, extended minutes uh, with this Kurt side because this is a player that they chose in the first round with one of their early picks. Uh, and uh, we haven't gotten to see a ton of time for her on the NWSL side of things. So I would like to see a player like that come here. So this is uh, two teams going head to head where I would like to see some stuff be tried out. Uh, but uh, in, in light of all that, I'm still going uh, way of the courage. Uh, I've been very impressed with what they've been doing during this challenge cup. And I think they're going to pick up another win against the pride. Old Rain versus Angel City FC. They've got a double header this entire week. You're talking Thursday and then later into the weekend. Who are you picking and why, Lisa? I pick Old Rain for this one, despite um, me having a draw for the Rain versus San Diego earlier in the week on that Thursday match. This Sunday match against Angel City is is going to be fun, I think. Um, Old Rain is is so hot. I mean, we talked about them in, in their matchup against San Diego and. They are, they have so many good pieces. They have so many good parts. I honestly, we we're talking about between North Carolina doing something different. I honestly think we could see OL Rain maybe try something a little different, not anything crazy out of the books, but just a little bit different going up against a team like Angel City that doesn't have a lot of depth. They are also Angel City still searching for their first win in franchise history but in this challenge cup specifically uh they have 11 goals against only four goals for it's just not a lot there in angel city especially in their attack looking at at player personnel um they need savannah mccaskill back in that midfield we've talked about june endo a little bit and, and what endo can provide in that midfield but the pieces aren't fitting together quite yet they're just not there defensively i think angel city is going to have a really tough time stopping OL rain with all of the attacking power that rain has against an angel city defense that isn't that strong. They have some holes. They don't have a lot of cohesion among their back line. DD Harris, each goalkeeper for angel city has been pummeled with goals. She makes incredible saves, but no one can clear the ball out. And then she just gets hit and hit and hit again. And OL rain is a team that's, Gonna hit you when you're down. Yeah. I have, I have all rain <laughs> taking the win against Eagle City. I'm with you as well. I'm I'm going all rain. They've got a win already over Angel City, and it was pretty convincing. It was uh, definitely in their favor. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw something similar. We see a little bit of um, urgency very early on from Angel City, but then very quickly kind of seeing that uh, be leveled out by the play of O.O. Rain and Laura Harvey. So I'm going with O.O. Rain in this one as well. We've got San Diego Wave FC again uh, this week going up against Portland Thorns. Lisa, when we're looking at this one, we've got a team that's uh, going to be have that's going to have already a match under their belt in terms of Challenge Cup going up against Portland Thorns. Who are you picking up in this one? So San Diego and Portland. Um it, depending on how the the Thursday match goes uh, for San Diego against OL Reign, of course, things can change coming out of that match. But between these two sides, they've already faced in this Challenge Cup action. Portland only winning 1-0 over, San Diego top, uh, over a San Diego team. Um, 
I think Portland's going to win this. I do. I think that San Diego is going to put a lot of eggs in the basket for O.L. Reign as the first matchup um, going up against Laura Harvey. I think San Diego is going to try to win the match against O.L. Reign. And against Portland, maybe we'll see a little bit of player fatigue. Um, Portland is a really strong side that can run the ball. They can move the ball really well and force San Diego to run and chase and, and everything like that. Although Portland hasn't been that convincing throughout this challenge cup. Um, they've only scored six goals. So not incredible in terms of goals for in these, in this challenge cup play that they've already been doing. Um, but Five, excuse me, five goals for two goals against for Portland. I, I see Portland taking this one, but narrow one nil again over San Diego. That's the first time they played each other. It was a one nil win. I, I see a narrow win, but Portland winning over San Diego. You know, I, I don't know if it'll be a narrow win, but I think there will be a winner in this one. And I think it's going to be Portland Thorns. They're going to be hosting the action in this one on Providence Park. And I think that this game being on the late end of the weekend and, and you know, being the Sunday match, I think there's going to be more of a benefit there for a Portland Thorn side that had also some internationals having seen or seeing a lot of action during the April window of games there, whether it was somebody like a Christine Sinclair or, uh, you know, a, a Rodriguez of Costa Rica or, you know, a Smith with the United States. So I think they're all coming off of strong games with their national team sides. But uh, coming into this one, they will have been rested a little bit and uh, they're playing at home. So that's uh, that adds a little bit of different motivation. So yes. I don't know if it's going to be a blowout, but San Diego Wave is going to be on a quick turnaround, and I think that might be a detriment to them. And I'm going to be going with Portland Thorns on this one. I think they're going to walk away with the win. And I would like to see some goals in this one. So maybe it's yeah. – I want to see maybe a 2-1 at least. So I'm going to go with Portland, uh, Portland Thorns as my pick to sort of close things up out ton of games to take a look at we're going to be with you covering all the action of course we're going to have a moment this week where we're going to go live so you can join us and hang out with us uh, with some post game action that's going to be taking place on friday we'll hit you up with some of the games that are taking place earlier in the weekend and then we'll uh, give you a recap later on with the remaining games that are going to be happening. But I'm excited. And we saw action is back. Challenge Cup returns. You love to see it. We love to cover it. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening to Attacking Third. We're going to go live on Friday to recap live Monday morning to recap Sunday or Saturday through Sunday's matches. So we're going to see you all Friday night and then we will see you all again on Monday morning for recap style episodes of attacking third. You can follow us on Twitter and now on TikTok and Instagram at attacking third for so much more. We're on Apple podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you listen to your shows. We're available as videos. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Visit youtube.com slash attacking third. And once more, we'll be back on Friday with a recap for Sandra Dada and Lisa Roman. This was Attacking Third.